0: Gather your three best friends, pledge allegiance to unspeakable horrors, and go stake out your own section of Veritwood. Fortified Niche
1: Hello everyone, this is Fortified Niche again. I'm your your host, as hopefully always, uh, JC Dent, and I'm joined by CASA. Waves
0: to camera in podcast format.
1: Hey, that certainly is a hand made for podcasting. So, uh, how's, how have you been recently?
0: I've been good. I bought a brand new $1,000 light for my photography, for my birthday present from me to yeah. me. Um, it's insanely cool. I quite like it. There's already more stuff I want to get for it. And I would love to have like a second one, because I think if I had two... What I could do would be really, really fun. It's like an 1800 Kelvin to like 20,000 Kelvin. So that's like a sulfur um, old streetlight yellow, like that really yeah. yellow, yellow you see in like oldie-timey films in the 70s. Yeah. To like basically pure light. Um And it's incredibly fun. And even at low power, it's still super bright. And it's a constant light source as well, so it's not like a flash where you're going to be like, bang, how's that look? Uh, adjust, 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 adjust. Pray, yeah. photo. Like, yeah.
1: Blank. So Everybody's blind.
0: Yeah. So I can blind you constantly. It's great. Um, that's fun. Works okay. Uh, my partner's been sick for like the last week as well, but it's not COVID. Yeah. She's just coughing and running a fever. It's really not ideal, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. Cosmic horrors, no doubt. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. Uh, sick with late capitalism. Yeah, so speaking of cosmic horrors and uh, living in Australia, where it would? It's a game, naturally, about uh, bringing together your your small group of uh, cultists and battling it out with the other cultists. All of you live in a previously magical forest, but since the god looking over the forest uh, died potentially, uh, so uh, yeah. God Veritmir died, possibly because uh, his children had just fought a kinslaying war, where basically all of them died. Uh, uh, the forest is now going to the pits, to the dumps, it's, uh, it has transformed into, into your standard dark uh, fantasy forest, and the people who lived there now have to uh, worship all sorts of uh, insane entities to you know survive or something. That's basically that, is basically that for the premise, so, but, but at least in this game, everyone's playing the, the crazed cultists.
0: Yeah, it's pretty pretty brutal, but... Huh.
1: I mean, it's not, it's, it's not the only slash first game we covered like that. It's Forbidden Psalm is also like, well, the world is ending very, 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 very much, and the point of the campaign is to get the ticket out of there. Hmm. Except in Verotwood there's not much detailed about the world outside the forest, so it's, uh, it's hard to know whether these people can, say, leave the hell forest and find a better place to live.
0: Because what I thought was, like, they would go into the forest for, like, power and prestige and money and such. It doesn't seem to be that way, though.
1: Yeah, they're just, like, uh, you know, uh... Previously the forest was uh, big and spooky but normally livable and uh, now uh, it's uh, just spooky and creepy and not very livable so like you know what you can do but ah, hey well we do have have a few forests here and still they haven't yet uh, transformed all of them into parking lots uh, it's that kind of times and situations that uh, makes men put on a burlap sap on their head and like start chanting in the uh, weird tongues
0: and they're right by god by yeah. vermeer
1: or by some insane horror uh, so that's th- 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 so that's the uh, th- that's basically the premise of the game and that's bas- and that's entirely entirety of the fluff you're getting in the r- in the rulebook because you, uh, from you there, you can immediately transition to army building. But first, we should probably cover the rules because yeah, we are, that. yeah, <laughs> well, it would, uh, if, if this was an RPG podcast, we could put the, like, you know, character creation before the rules because God knows too many RPGs make that, they make that mistake. Uh, so this game is, uh, uses uh, D10s and it's a dice pool system. Mm. And uh, a very simple dice pool system because uh, your character, your characters, troopers, guys, have four stats: uh, <laughs> ranged attack, uh, melee attack, intelligence, which is which the game outright says is mostly for campaign stuff, and then defense, which is well your defense. So you know. You're all one or the other stat, and you the, the the target rolls defense, and unless there are like certain modifiers that add or subtract dice. If you're an attacker, you're aiming to roll uh, above or equal uh, to the defender.
0: Attackers win ties, tens of crits. So 10% of the time, the attacker will just win um, a yeah, single yeah. dice off, which is kind of a Bummer. When the defender also rolls ten, it feels like well, I've also yeah. done the lucky number. Like well, get fucked.
1: Yeah, yeah, get it's kind. Of, it, it, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of sad when you're like, hey, he's rolling one dice, I'm rolling three dice. He rolls a ten on his one die and now. Whatever I do, it's nothing. So guess that, I'll uh, die. Guess I'll die. I mean, it, it, I guess it kind of nerfs that the, 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 the players who take like two or three defense a little. But uh, it still doesn't feel too great. But that's basically the entire meat of the system. Everything everything is essentially resolved that way if you need to roll a dice. yeah, uh, It's pulls
0: based on stat. Wanna roll as yeah. high as you can. If it's versus the terrain, like a climb, I think it's fives or higher. Generally, if it's... It yeah. There's coin flip rolls as well. Like if you're poisoned or on fire, a fives or letter will put it out. And a uh, four or less will not um and then if you want to like climb down or or jump down it's like roll a five or more with your on your dex uh, dex pool um yeah it's neat characters have like a move which can be a run almost everything moves six inches yeah uh, except otherwise stated like a horse is nine inches um a flying creature is different as well um and mechanically there's lots of rules for like ai monsters other rangers of shadow deep or other, or um, forbidden Song. Yeah, Forbidden Psalm. um that's gonna be constantly touchstone for this podcast as well because we quite like Forbidden Psalm, Yeah. And this game is not Forbidden Sum. But it's also kind of reading in the same way. So let's compliment yeah, that for yeah. later. But just yeah. Um it's they're such similar games and it's hard to get past one without discussing the other.
1: Yeah. Um, uh still on the still on the rule system. Uh, wounding is just that. If you failed your, if you f- fail to roll enough on the defense roll, you're getting wounded. Uh, damage is da- flat. Yeah, damage halt is flat. Is- health is usually uh, you start at 10 HP, which yep. means that you can take two sword. Uh, s- two. Hits. S- yeah, two hits to the face. Um, yeah, and
0: Any the attack will take you out in two
1: blows. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So th- these guys aren't terrib- These guys aren't terribly beefy, but also, you're unlikely next to imp- or next to impossible to be taken out by a single hit from another, from another dude, from another dude. Yeah, even like a um, a heavy. So
0: like once again, weapon tag system is great. Improvised light bladed, heavy bladed, light blunted, heavy blunted, um, pole, bow, crossbow, um. If you do eight damage or plus one on a crit for most weapons, wanted do prone on a crit, and being prone is bad unless someone's trying to shoot at you. Then it's good. Um, yeah, yeah. It's characters all start at one dice in their pool for each stat, and you can spend RP to
1: increase it. Um, yeah, but, but that's, more RP to increase health, which is um, actually yeah. building sure. Um, yeah, but, but but that's our army building, and there's uh, one more resource okay. for for you to have, which is uh, ritual points, which yeah. is basically your uh, your army's magic uh, magic juice to power the rituals. And uh, there aren't there there aren't that many ways to to, to make it to, to get it. You get some at the start of the battle by rolling uh,
0: your favorite on the, stat.
1: Yeah, your god's favorite stat, which is you, which you choose freely. So, like, if you, uh, a lot of your guys are going in for strength or whatever's the melee stat called, so you probably want your god to focus on strength. That doesn't do anything really else <laughs> uh, as regards to the god stat. It's just you use that and you and you, you roll the dice for uh, for for for, for.
0: Yeah, You roll your pool, get that many, mini- get the highest number in um, yeah. starting ritual points. Um, And then if you want to, you can do a double action to... Every character has two actions, of course. Double action to pray, which you get to roll D10 and add that many ritual points to your um, ritual pool. Ritual is basically spent either in certain times, like as a reaction, like, oh, you're trying to stab me? Okay, I'm going to spend this many points to get a bonus. Or, oh, I failed my dice roll. I'm going to spend this many points to re-roll the entire thing. Or I'm just going to spend this many points and just get an extra guy. And fuck you.
1: Yeah, uh, that very rit- rituals rarely require rarely require you to roll anything so for example summoning doesn't require you to roll for anything but you immediately go, but you spend 20 points to get a new guy uh so yeah that's 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 mostly mechanically that yeah one thing we forgot to mention about the dice pool uh, that Cass reminded me that it's a dice pool but you only take the uh the, but you only take the highest result every time, so.
0: Yeah, single highest, so keep highest one.
1: So yeah, so it's not nice like you're rolling 3d10 3D and rolling, and your end result can be 30 or something. No, it's, it's, mm. it's going to be 10 at most anyways.
0: Um, which is interesting as well. Um, yeah, you can't duplicate any action either. So you can't stab, stab, but you can move and stab. Um, you can't run and stab. Best if you run twice, you roll an extra three inches. Um, it's neat. I like the idea of the pre-action, I like the idea of the ritual actions. I like a lot of it, mechanically, except for the dice pools. <laughs> I don't think the dice pools work. I think more of a carnival kind of pool would work, where like, you need a success number would kind of key into the horror more rather than like, aha, I've rolled a four, can you roll more than a four? I succeed! Feels like, oh, okay. Doesn't matter what I get, as long as I outrun you, kind of thing, mm. I'll beat you. Which felt very, very swingy like in our playtests and just trying to math out results where the higher your pool, the more likely you are to roll a 5 or above. Whereas in a single dice roll, it's always you know 50%. Yeah,
1: whatever. (laughs) Uh, bones,
0: motherfucker. I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry. Roll them bones. Uh, (laughs) You get better at rolling. Uh, Yeah,
0: that's the key stat to this game is good rolls. Good rolls, good card
1: rolls yeah good rolls and good rolls for the campaign thing uh the campaign thing is uh not that uh, not that uh, difficult because it's mostly it mostly deals with the uh, army building stuff the, uh, the, the of course you roll for injuries after the game and of course your guys can die but uh, after an encounter which is this game calls missions and there's like two in the in the book two for for player versus player stuff after the battle, you roll for injuries, and then you draw a card from a deck of cards, and, and then you don't shuffle it back in, because that's, uh, that, that's, that's, how you, that's how you track progress for the campaign. And the cards the each, the suit doesn't matter. You just get one of, one of, say, resource draws, and you can then roll again to find out what it is. The face uh, cards, how, how are the, the jokers and whatever else called? The yeah, face cards. Yeah, the face cards have their own, their own like the mini, mini adventures. But it's always a single dice roll, and there's usually a chance. There's usually a good chance that your character that you send, sent to go on the exploration mission, like in uh, In Necromunda of Yor. yeah. Yeah, So they can, they can still, they can, uh, they can die quite a few times, which is, which is not that great. (laughs)
0: No, also a lot of them seem to be variants. Like, the ace seems to be like you encounter some sort of monster. The king seems to be like you've affected like the range or the movement or something. Um, and queens seem to be... They're all over the place and it doesn't feel like all of them fit in as thematically as others. And a lot of... two and At least four of them just have SCPs from the internet instead of monsters? Like, oh no, it's Slenderman, he wants to paint me. Oh, it's a trickster! Do you know, it's a tricky guy, he's kind of tricky, 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 like
1: Bugs Bunny? Or Coyote? Uh, Well, you know, a trickster isn't like, you know, a meme lord character or anything, but the thing is, it's... it's, it's, it's He's just called a
0: trickster, though, rather than being like
1: a Veritwood trickster, is my problem with it. In either case, the results on the, on those uh, tables aren't exactly aren't exactly exciting because um, characters, like we mentioned, the, the stats on the characters they don't really have traits or perks, so there aren't uh, many mechanical levers you can pull to make your dudes different and stuff. So what you get is usually material rewards or favor, which is the money of the game. Uh, uh, which is money and experience <laughs> at the same yeah, time. Yeah, you
0: spend your money to upgrade your people, which is interesting. Except for yeah. one reward thought which gives you three D ten XP, which I think is a typo because nothing else uses XP. <laughs>
1: and it's probably uh, probably an artifact of earlier development when XP was a thing or something. And but yeah, a lot of it, uh, uh, a lot of those have semi ends where on. On two or three, your character gets wounded for the next game, I guess. Mm-hmm. And on one, they just straight up die, which is like, woo. Oh no. I've rolled a one after doing
0: more dice rolls. Because a wound roll of a one, After uh, injury roll of a one dies. Yeah, um. uh, there,
1: there, there's also the fact that even when you're drawing a. Uh, they're one of the numbered card, number cards. Uh, it's like one of the results is always, you get nothing. And it's like, well, great, I rolled, I rolled, I rolled, and I didn't get anything. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, so you can have a person be injured, make an injury roll, and then have them draw the card because, ah, why not? Um, and then they might also draw two or three and get another injury roll, which, you know, blows. <laughs> it does that awful thing as well in games I really hate where you can draw a card to roll the dice, to roll the dice, to get nothing, and like, yeah. fuck off. Yeah, please let me get something. Thank you. Understand making things up is hard, and I'm not the most creative writer in the world. But if you can't do creative writing, if you can't think of 52 interesting results, that's okay. Like, they've used the cards to do other things, and that's fine. But having a zero, having a nothing, feels like i wasted my time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't so. waste my time. Well, at least one aspect of the game that doesn't waste your time is army building. But I'm this, uh, you get everyone gets four guys. You can only field four guys at any point, and if you, you always have four guys. Yeah, and if one of your guys dies, you get a new guy for free. Uh, all all guys st- start with a one in all of their stats, and then you can. Buy them a weapon and maybe a piece of equipment like a mushroom that heals you, and that's it. Off into the forest. You can also pay a favor. Dead models
0: do keep one item to the pool. So if you have a person with like a bow and a torch
1: and some poison, and they die, you get to keep one of those things. I mean, there's not that there aren't that many items in this game. Armor is, I think, entirely absent. You buy well, like if
0: you can do the horse, you want to keep the horse basically.
1: Yeah, you wanna keep the horse. Yeah, it's basically weapons and all sorts of consumables except for the horse.
0: All kinds of consumables. One that does fire damage, one that does poison damage, one that heals you, and one that gives you RP ritual which is, points once again. Your ritual points to cast and do rituals. Um so Yeah, th- the ritual you realize you can base if you pick the right traits, your character Yeah, we'll go into it later.
1: <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, uh, so you get, so like a starting campaign band starts with like 300 RP, mm-hmm. and uh, increasing a stat costs 50. So it's up to you whether you want to spend it on on weapons, consumables, and and like you know stat increases. Though uh, in regards to consumables, we were left with the question whether the consumables are bought permanently and can only like be used once per battle, but then automatically refresh for the next battle or are they one per use in total? So you bought a consumable and then you consumed it and uh, it's gone, which then begs the question, isn't it better to like save up for a stat increase, which is a permanent thing that you get forever versus uh, buying more consumables. It is alleviated a little by the fact that consumables like costs like five to 15, I guess. Yeah. And, and skill point, and skill increases cost 50. So, you know, it's a, uh, it, there's, uh, there's certainly some tension there, but there are not as much tension as there, there could have potentially been in the worst case scenario.
0: Potentially. Um, it's also that interesting point where um, upgrading your dudes feels like diminishing returns because it costs 50 points to raise any single stat by one. So going from one to two or four to five, five is the max, both cost 50 RP, or uh, 50 favor. Um, but health, which gives you five more health, is seventy-five um favor. And I was thinking about it. And except for the like the start of game um favor role where you kinda of want more dice in your favorite stat that to get more points if you already use to summon guys and be a prick about summons. Um surviving is the most important thing in this game. Not going out of action seems key. Like even if you just have to spend turns just hiding guys. Um. Oh, we've got the one rule, the one amazing rule that makes army building and everything else redundant. When picking who goes first in a turn, it just says pick an option. And the suggested option is you put all of your model's names into a hat and you draw them out of the hat. Which isn't bad, but it is goofy and kind of silly and like unusual.
1: A guy can only activate once per turn, but... Uh... The way the way you decide the order of their activation is entirely random. You can choose your favorite system of randomization, I guess. Yeah, uh, but yeah, what's so, random? It's
0: all my guys go first because what are the other of all my guys going first?
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We tried to do a custom dice on the tabletop simulator, which was like you know. Four of my guys, four of his guys. Uh, one, one for uh, AI monster to activate, and one for one for reroll. And boy, did we have some fun time rerolling, especially since most uh, <laughs> w- once most of my guys and most of his guys activated. Most of the dice results uh, don't do anything. Uh, th- don't do anything for us.
0: Just have like, do it again, but have your side and my side, and then monster, then reroll, and then just have another roll to for each side. Would alleviate yeah. that entirely, but it does feel like so my problem with it, I can play a board game and it says just decide who's going to have the first turn and then move on. If your game doesn't have a rule for that, that's fine. But to me it implies a laziness that you could have done something creative or thematic. Like who was the last person to watch a horror movie? Get to go first. Who was the last person to like be sacrifice in the a lamb in the woods? Yeah. Last <laughs> person to be in the woods go to a desecrated church, something crazy and fun, and sort of be like, oh, well, this is the kind of person who are playing this game. I understand. This game just skates past that, and strange.
1: Um, yeah. Back to warband building. <laughs> yeah, so one thing you have to keep note when building warband is that one, you're, once you choose a god, by which I mean you just decide which stat the god is going to favor, there's no no list of gods or anything, nothing, cool. in the game. I like it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because if there was an, an actual set list, some some guys would probably be winners and some guys would probably be losers, because then you want to invest those points into the stat that your god favors, because again, that's where you get your RP at the start of uh, at the start of the game. And w- once when when you pray, you roll you for each character, you roll the dice pool in the in that one stat. You use those r- ritual points. And the thing here is, like, Casa went with uh, his god-favoring defense die. The defense, which is always applicable, always good in every situation. And, uh, yeah, he got to roll like, I don't know, uh, two uh, dice per two, guy.
0: Yeah, I, everyone started with two dice in it, because I thought it was an easy way to get a 300 point spent. And then the first level up, after winning the game, I pushed two guys to three defense dice. Yeah. So my, my starting ritual points were absurd. And also, I did feel like my guys were hard to kill. Yeah. Like, I had as many guys go out of action as you did, but it felt like mine lasted a bit longer, and yours were surviving mostly because I can't roll for shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and also I had the uh, ritual that allows me to reroll pools.
0: Yeah, and it was interesting... Which I quite liked, because the way we... I mean, the way our armies played was different. Um, You were you had a nice little selection of, like, here's my savvy guy, here's my shooter guy, here's my run up and push the button and the runaway screaming guy, and here's my other person. And I was like, no, we're going for a cult, we're all going to have bows, and we're all going to shoot you until you stop.
1: And yeah, and that's and that's immediately, like, you know, a workable, uh, yeah. workable thing, because... It, all of his guys have both, and all of, guy, all of his guys have defense. Oh, yeah. The, the defense. We, can, we can't shoot for guys. shit,
0: but we can stand here and shoot you all day. Well, you can, sh-
1: you, well, 10% of the time, you you are shooting unblockable shots, like, Yeah, know, with, which is uh, my
0: I thought, too. Like, 30% of the chance to roll seven or better, reliably.
1: Um, and
0: if I fail, yeah, I've got more guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you know, you've got the same amount of guys that I do. You always only ever have four guys. But, oh, but then uh, I summoned someone. <laughs> yeah, but then you had you had <laughs> five guys. But the thing is, uh, I I I personally specifically chose intelligence because they said it's the uh, campaign stats, stat. and yeah, and I, and I wanted to see how much uh, that would that imperil, and inconvenience me in the, like you know the the actual t- the, the actual tabletop game. And uh, I don't know. I f- I think it kind of does. Be- it did because I had one ritual that keyed off intelligence, and uh, none of my other goobers could uh, re- reliably p- pull it off because they only had one dice in intelligence. Uh, I had one guy who who was intelligence too, and that was the only point in Western that I had made in him. He didn't have a weapon. He didn't have anything. He was there to pray press button and uh, like you know do rituals but th- th- that kind of becomes an issue because the game isn't long it lasts like three to four turns maybe five and so and praying takes up your entire turn both actions and th- this a day goes 10 like roll. A single yeah. day ten. and this is like uh so how many times am i going to be doing this uh, and expanding points, and also I was largely dependent on the start of the game role, because like again, uh you can't double actions, so if your guy moves and doesn't have a ranged weapon he be- he better run because there's no second action he can uh, he can feasibly do uh, so it was a little a little harder. Another thing about rituals uh which is basically spells this game uh, this game just says. All of your guys are technically wizards or something, and right. uh, the only thing most of the time that matters is that you have enough points to pay for the for the for the ritual. Uh, which, like you know, that's kind of cool because sometimes there is that tension, like the wizards are getting all the toys and everyone else getting no toys. And I love um, that you get
0: four. They're all, they're all basically cost nothing to add, but you only ever have those four rituals, so they also help theme your cult immediately. Like, mm-hmm. I took um, double rolls and injury roll table to sort of pick the highest one, um, the summon spell, which was, you know, great. Um, extra defense dice, which I kept forgetting about,
1: and something else that was super useful and always great to have. Isn't that, uh, well, you got the automatic ritual points.
0: Yes, the four, one point per person per turn. Um, yes. Which, so I started, so started the dice. I started with 2d6 keep the highest one Good times four plus four plus four flasks of plus five ritual points. Cause my thought was I walk up as far as I can, free it, yeah. and then one, one, six inch forward, summon two inches, they move six inches, they summon two inches, they move six, <laughs> and then I punch you first turn.
1: Yeah, and even summoning even when summoning costs twenty points, he had plenty of points to go on and didn't have that many the points spend on anything else, because I think two or three of the rituals he took were passive ones that are always on, always doing something. Uh, He took the the ones that are useful, I took the one that in the scouting step lets me draw two cards and choose which one to use. And I don't know.
0: We both got mounts from it, so, you know.
1: And I think I I I, I think Asa made the be- made the better of it. Of course, the book says, "Oh, don't choose rituals that which allow you to win. Choose like flavorful stuff." But man, that's I I did. <laughs> that's not that's not always an easy sell, especially when you see some of the stuff being so much better than some of the other stuff. Because like, hey, the passive ritual that draws me allows me to draw more cards in the ca- scouting step. That's not you know, having four free ritual points per turn. If you have four guys and you have Twisting Fates, which allows you to use four ritual points to reroll stuff, like, as long as you have four guys, you can use this spell ritual every turn for free. And it's like a powerful baby to pull off. Uh, A lot of the
0: other ones felt kind of anemic. Like, I like the idea of regurgitating crow. Some of them have, like, just really boring descriptions too. Yeah. We make a range attack with a dex stat of 1, and a damage of 3, and a crit of 1. So it's worse than a bow. So... I'm giving up an action to make a worse bow shot. It basically ignores cover, line of sight, and range. Which is good. Those are good things to ignore, but that doesn't... It's not as good as a bow.
1: On the other hand, you're not paying any points for it, and uh, any loser... It's can... RP, yeah. Yeah, so if you have uh, if you have say that that thing where you get uh, an RP for every dude you have, you can basically fire it off every turn easily and without having spec any guys for ranged.
0: Yeah, um, it's also and like it is like
1: It is chip it's, damage, but
0: it's just it won't help you take someone out any faster because three slash four damage isn't enough to get past that five HP breakpoint, which is kind of what you need to be doing to be taking guys out like in two actions. It keeps yeah. them at, like, potentially a third action to take them out, unless you've been hit them with, like, a big crossbow or a big weapon. Um, There's more reliable ways to finish a person
1: in that situation. On the other hand, I had, like, uh, foreboding thoughts or whatever. I just called it mind crush, because I, <laughs> uh, I, liked, I liked watching Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged. It worked out for me all of one time, because, on pa- on paper, it seems like a cool power. Uh, you I don't remember what it was it. If you roll intelligence or just your god's favorite stat, I think and you dogs. have to ro- and you have to roll uh, and the player rolls their defense or something, uh, or again I- intelligence. And if they lose, they get e- yeah. It's opposed trolls. Opposed introlls. Okay, here's idiots kept one-dicing it and winning it <laughs> against my guy who had two intelligence and whose only job, basically, was doing mind crush. Get down on my brain, contest. wizard. I mean, on, on on a purely technical sense, it should be a good spell because it yeah. doesn't require line of sight or anything. You could just sit in the middle of the woods back uh, back at the mm-hmm. end of the table and just mind crushing guys as long as you have those seven... seven or P points to spend per turn, but um, that didn't work out in practice. I think I mind crush a guy successfully once. It was very funny. Yeah.
0: Um. The one, there were there are like there are
1: straight up some cool ones. Um. Like, like, the, like tra- the one
0: where you swap sides was pretty fun.
1: Yeah, where you just a line of sight, the teleport swapping, swapping like you know positions with another guy. So its uh, usefulness is. I guess I'd say situational or something, but say say it's uh, say it's a start of the new turn. One of his dudes uh, went. Now it's your turn. So you look at that one of his dudes. You swap it with you swap locations, and then you can pile on onto his dude with the rest oh. of your team. Unfortunately, the guy you teleported the end can't really do much because he can move, but he can't. But if he moves into base contact, he can't attack because there aren't free attacks in this game uh, so you know, limited usefulness uh, unless you like teleporting a bowman and then shooting someone yeah. in the face and then beating him to death
0: is always very funny, like if they've got a cool sniper spot now it's your cool sniper spot um, yeah. there's stuff like Mada, where when your model dies, your entire rest of the gang gets one free extra action uh, yeah. move melee or range, which is kind of crazy cool Um, also yeah. the writing is kind of
1: Evocative. Well, sometimes it's evocative, sometimes it's... We're talking about the point where the description for, I think, greater someone is that a vagina-shaped hole in in space opens and disgorges a creature and you're like, great.
0: Yeah, like, otherwise, most of them are fine. I I quite enjoy it because there's no cost to buy into them either. You just get them for free. So you can take the ones you think will fit most thematically. And I quite like that rather than being told, like, well, it's going to cost you... 100 favor to buy a ritual and the ritual is going to do this you anyway. like, Well, yeah. I'll just take more fucking punches because more punches I can get every turn.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a point to, of more, more thinking about balance that could be done because like, you know, if intelligence doesn't do much in battle and only does very little, sometimes potentially in the run of the campaign, then it feels like you're, you are uh, maiming yourself uh, taking it no matter how fluffy it is. And of course, it can't be the spell uh, the spell stat because one of the main selling points of this game is that basically every guy you have is a wizard.
0: I like it. It keys um, it into the reality of the game that's presented really well where everyone is sort of that magical believer in things. And it just lets you theme your cult in a lot of interesting ways that aren't beholden to like, well, I've taken the stabby guys so now I can only be limited to the stabby things. But no, they can be like, Running and yep. stabby, or sloppy and stabby—like your whole sure. squad can take the teleport. on oh, swap spaces thing, which should be very funny in some situations. Like, oh, that's a cool! Thanks for capturing objective. I'm just gonna take that now.
1: That—that's the I know a whole nother thing about objectives, but yeah. Uh, speaking of teaming your army, we can move into excuses to buy miniatures. I guess uh, of which there are many i guess you just buy any card, kind of hard scrabble cultist guy you want and that's it that's that, that, that's your army if you buy the north star miniatures cultist box you'll have enough miniature for you your friend that's if if it has 20 dudes you have essentially uh squads yeah you if you have especially bought five squads of miniatures then you can play play the campaign with five friends of course, you'll need mini- some miniatures for the um, summons and the AI monsters. And you should have terrain around because uh, this game is like, no, 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 you should put terrain. You should have a lot of terrain, especially woods. Yes. You should have a lot of woods, which is like, you know, I like the terrain is cool. Terrain is fun. Who wants to buy? Who wants to play on a flat surface with six bits of styrofoam scattered around?
0: And it's three by three boards, it's not hard to fill up. And you can replace smaller and just remove the um, reduce the uh, measurements, and it would make a huge difference.
1: Basically, any medievalish dudes guys is okay. You can even buy guys and like plate armor. Who cares? It, they're, they're supposed to be like village, w- forest, village peasants, but you know the cops I mean, the ain't looking.
0: Ones. Uh the only bummer I saw was like. The models themselves are really sick in the book. And it's not like, hey, these are the models you need to buy. Yeah. <laughs> Here's where to get them from. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That would have been cool. All oh, right. No, Knucklebones mini- miniatures by Black Studios, Ember Smith Creative, Knucklebones miniatures, Northside Military Figures, Reaper miniatures, and Rodden Factory. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Cool. They
1: have that at least. So, yeah, that's your excuses to buy miniatures. <laughs> if that's you are. Yeah, if you stole some friends' D&D uh, NPC miniature collection, that's probably a game you can run yeah. just by having those guys and none of the hero types. Yeah,
0: jump in your favorite gnolls, your favorite big kobolds. Um, get your Reaper yeah. monster sets out. Like, yeah, it's minis. Um, it's as free as you want it to be. You can get the HeroScape and start making HeroScape guys and 3D printing things. Um, the...
1: Cult is your oyster, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, they, 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 I, again, by fluff, they're not supposed to be as fancy as some of the stuff you'd see in Warcry, but you know, I'm not at your home the, judging your dudes, so do whatever. Yeah, it's it's much more low fantasy than like any Age of Sigmar stuff. So uh, more more poor fantasy than they. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, uh, uh, hey, work right. <laughs> uh So I guess we can move to the uh, compliment sandwich from this one, and I'm go uh, and I'll use my privileges to make you go first to say something nice about the game. Uh the model photos are amazing. The um,
0: what now? The graphic des- model photos are amazing. The graphic design in yeah. general is pretty solid. Um, it's not as pretty as other books, but it is very pretty. The text is very readable while also being thematic. Um. Overall, the book does a good job of portraying the aesthetic and the themes and the setting of the world as one you might want to be engaged by. And if you like what you see, then you should definitely consider the game.
1: I personally enjoy the uh, fact that everyone's essentially a wizard. Because, yeah. like in some other games, if you don't take a wizard, it's one big aspect of the game you can't engage now, or if your wizard uh, wizard catches a stray arrow to the face or something, that's again you're deprived of the whole system. But here, like uh, everyone's a wizard, everyone's an equally insane, dirty little, grubby cultist. So yeah, uh that, that 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 is neat. That is nice.
0: Everyone's a wizard in their own
1: way. Every day is a cult. Everyone's a cultist. So, uh, what would be your complaint about the game, I guess?
0: Uh, opposed dice pools aren't great feeling when it's just roll the highest one. Um doesn't work for me, but I've been spoiled. Like I think Carnival is probably my favorite way to do dice pools, where you get for success numbers, rather than being like, I beat you with a high number, haha, ha. oh, you've rolled a 10. Yeah. And it's hard to math out in your head how likely you are to succeed. Like if I'm D six plus four versus your D six plus one, I can think, okay, about half the time I'm going to smash you, and then the other sixteen percent of the time I'm going to tie you, and then you've got like a bad chance to beat me. But this is like, I've got two dice. You're three dice.
1: I'm a little math baby dum dum, so I uh, I'm less wrathful at the dice. Uh, I am kind of uh, I am kind of annoyed by the post games exploration sequence where yeah. it's like. The loot you find is the loot you find is an exam isn't exciting. The deaths, the deaths that happen, are like sure described in gross terms and stuff. But again, there's nothing exciting. There, the, your guys don't gain anything from it. They they don't get more insanity points or fever points or or anything else. It's just like. Hey, a guy died. Now you're getting a free, free, on, a free another guy. It's likely that the guy before had a single item. Now the the item is being bequeathed to the other guy. Would he like to spend fifty favor to increase the one good stat? Yeah, Yeah, it, it feels oh, yeah.
0: very like well, that happened to him anyway. Like, oh, okay, I guess we're just not gonna dwell yeah. on the fact that you met like a trickster god and he had a painting of you made. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah oh that guy went into the the, into the forest and died and nobody ever thought about what happened to him the end so yeah that that's that 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 was my complaint so what would be your second yeah
0: not balanced between like um stats there's two decks things you have to roll there's one two three four intelligence and three strength and no defensive um cards defense is good in the main game not in the post game like well it's still I still think being tough would help exploring the forest. <laughs> I still think that would be a useful skill. Yeah,
1: yeah. One of the times, at least some of the time. and it, and and uh, as you said, like there's dexterity and there's strength. So intelligence isn't even the like you know main good stats for campaign yeah, things. One <laughs> so more likely than strength, so and like... two more likely than dex, and four more likely than defense. Yeah, that 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 doesn't feel too great. So will will you will you be providing a second compliment?
0: Um, yeah, you know it's uh, I, honestly I like how quick um, character creation is and in getting into the game, not as quick as Forbidden Sun with its two dice rolls, but you know you're not making any choices the first time you play the game unless <laughs> you're playing a one-off campaign or a session, so one-off fight with 500 RP where you can make some interesting characters. Um, this is sort of like everyone gets a stat boost. And then guns. And that's it.
1: Or well, everyone gets HP. we're just going out there with fists... I mean, you can technically spend most of your points on a single guy and just have yeah. all the other guys just get in there with fisticuffs. But you probably want to give at least one skill raise for everyone to maximize on the RP you gain at the start just of the game. Because as we mentioned before, while those passive rituals exist there's really no benefit in taking all four passive rituals because one of them literally just gives you ritual points which you wouldn't be able to spend if you have four passes yeah
0: it's um it's weird because i guess you could even just do like one guy with 20 hp and three in the main stat which would be a pretty rough dude to deal with
1: but also it's one guy it's yeah right. Especially if that means that is, uh, is, is is defense, it would be very hard to ch- chip through f- chip through him. And then there's also the rest of the team that uh, someone has to deal with. And those guys might be one dicing it, but they're one dice, but they're rolling a ten on that single dice is they're rolling mm-hmm. a ten. Um, and since there are many woods in the game and other terrain pieces, uh, they're likely going to be rolling two dice for uh, defending against uh, ranged attacks.
0: Yeah. Um... What was your
1: positive? Uh, well, I was going to say that this game treats having a horse as an actually cool it thing. But yeah, imagine that. Uh, but yeah, I enjoy the fact that, like I said, everyone plays a wizard, but also that you don't have to math it out that much. So, like I try to, I try to collect stuff that feel felt like cool to me. So like, I imagined like you know to swapping places with a dude and then dockpiling him with the rest of the team would be nice. I felt that Twisting Fates, Fates would be nice, while it doesn't have a really cool effect, it allows you to, reel, to re-roll dice, so that's cool. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like how approachable the magic, uh, no, I, said, I already said about the magic. I like how little, um, wait, did you choose that one that you, that you create a band fast yeah. as, you, as your compliment? <laughs> Dang it. I said graphic
0: design um, and art in general. You said, everyone being a wizard, I said I like how fast band creation is.
1: Okay. I'm going to say that I enjoy the the theming, I guess, because you don't often get to play shitty hard scrabble cultists, shitty grad scrabble cultists, it's usually what you kill in the scenarios and stuff. And here you are uh worshipping some unknown monstrosity for potentially a good reason, because you are stuck in the middle of spooky ho- spooky hostile woods that mm-hmm. want to kill you. So at that point, it's kind of justified to go a little bit crazy and uh, and start pay, pay, paying service to the black goat of the woods.
0: Yeah, and I like that you can make it up yourself entirely. There's no real reason, like you don't you can make up and call your god what you want, and nothing in the game is like it's got to be one of these four with these only rituals. And I like I like that freedom that it offers you.
1: Yeah, that 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 is an interesting that is a fun novel approach to it. Yeah, cuz like now then sorry. would we oh, that's yeah, continue because I was going to move to would we play this game? Yeah, um no. Yeah, I wouldn't collect this game. I mean <laughs> it's hard to say whether I would play it, whether I would play it or not because it's so simple to get into and run. It's you don't have to do much to get it off, off the ground, but it's uh it was a lot more exciting when we were when I was looking into the rule set before buying it for the podcast and stuff. It felt like it's like, hey, it's gonna be cults yeah. and gods, and then there was like, you know, we said that the gods are an interesting point, but I was a little disappointed that we didn't have like examples of weird gods mm. or something to mention. There's there there are some flavorful descriptions for when you choose which stat to use, but doesn't play that much into it yeah I think and, the of the game you know,
0: like it's a fantastic um it plays so quick, and it's such a good pick up and play kind of vibe game, and it does yeah, it does play fast and you can create bands like for an afternoon and make this your afternoon skirmish game without much thought using your FLGS's terrain. you could even do because it's pick up day entirely um but that yeah. shallowness of band creation and progression also sort of leads into like the game itself like i can't see myself playing this more than a couple of times more than a short campaign
1: or two and that would be fun i i guess it's one of those games where you could e- easily use it to demonstrate what a miniature tabletop yeah. game is on like a convention and something for entire newbies because the base mechanics are just so simple and you can probably fit all everything they need to. They need to know on a single sheet handout. It's like, hey, this guy can do two actions. Some of these, uh, some of your actions, because two actions, moving is easy. Uh, shoot, shooting and uh, shooting and dying right. is easy. But man, it it wouldn't hold me for a long year. No, what? Uh, Kasa would, would usually say so is this guy your leader and I say like man this, this, this game doesn't yeah. have leaders like all of your guys are just all of your guys you just feel the need for one of the guys to be the leader you your or something head with but, it, like, it's or your just... head
0: like shaman or something he, I want him to be special and I want my dude on the table to be like yeah. you know, he is like the most devout motherfucker in these woods and he's going to teach it to you one beating at a time instead it's just like Here's my generic dudes. They're going to fight your guys. Uh, If you kill one, it's annoying, but there's an infinite amount of me versus an infinite amount of you. Um, And the campaign is structured in an insane way, um, not to be ableist, but either a short campaign, if you collect five victory points, where like winning gets you one, losing gets you zero, or for a long campaign, it's 21 points. One point per mission.
1: Yeah, uh, when there are two missions in the ga- in the main game, and you're, and you're told that oh, like you know, make up some encounters by yourself, and I'm like, that's entirely not what I want to do. Uh, please present me with cute, flavorful missions like you already, yeah, there's, there's like you have packs, already done. Um, in the they m-
0: add six missions.
1: That are that free. free?
0: It's great. Uh, yeah. Three that are free, six missions between them, uh, six PvP and six AI ones. So you can play this game solo. Um, Totally up to you. I have my issues with solo games, but like, if it works for you, it works for you. That's great. Um, it would work well. The AI, stuff for the monsters is fine.
1: Yeah, I don't see it playing this game twenty-one times. No, I,
0: I also think that we're not with really the audience. This does feel like a um, sort of simpler, faster game for people
1: who really, really dig the theme. Um, and uh. I mean, we we, we already have a short, simple game for uh, uh, running darkness adventures (laughs) in the dark. It's called Forbidden Psalm. And if we want something more, there's Fud and Blunder. Yeah, that's kind of,
0: I guess that is the problem. We're like, we saw Forbidden Psalm first, and now we're seeing this one, and it's kind of like, two cakes! Yay! But that one is chocolate, and this one isn't. So fuck this one. Yes. There's no wagon mission. What's well, the point? Drop the market stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh so yeah, that's 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 been uh, uh I guess it's very good that uh, the creator we didn't contact the creator and I just bought the game because it wasn't cheap on uh, Wargame World. Yeah.
0: So I, uh, legit, it's a super interesting game. Um for seven dollars you can do a lot less when it comes to mid games. Three free expansions, yes. um It's it's fun. It's fine. It's fun. It's fine. It's a short, simple, and
1: you know, not what we want. Where's my power armor tanks? Yeah, uh, that's me in every game. Can I can 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 I make a Space Marine? And can I ride in a Hind? Can I ride in a Hind? (laughs) You know, you call
0: this culture? Uh,
1: culture (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So so this has been your uh, latest uh, latest bit of uh, fortify goodness. yes you now you know more about games that you knew than you than you knew before and we'll be back again with another newish game to
0: yeah, present yeah uh, comments emails patreon subscriptions
1: send them our way yeah yeah we have to learn about these games from somewhere and that somewhere better not be just twitter randomly well, games illustrated. Uh, showing us <laughs> stuff yeah as, <laughs> As always, we I appreciate
0: can... our listeners immensely. They are strong, handsome, and capable
1: guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Yeah, uh, all of our links are in the description. You can find our Patreon. You can find the uh, companion, the sh- companion piece to this uh, to this podcast. Uh, you can even follow us on social media. Check out the um, Instagram page. For- check out the Instagram for Veritwood. It's very cool. I mean, the the miniatures and the uh, the, the miniatures and the photographs are. Moody and yeah. cool. Uh, uh all of you dark twenty-eight guys will get a kick out of it. <laughs> yeah, so this has been Fortified Nation. I'm Bye. signing off. Bye. Mm-hmm.